This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Civic View. I'm your host, Chance Levins, and I serve as your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. One of my primary roles is to help facilitate communication between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we believe in transparency and we value civic engagement. And we hope this podcast will be a great opportunity for both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Um, Today's episode is going to be uh, focused on the Crestview Police Department, or actually more so the actual chief of police, who I have here with me today as a guest, uh, Chief Stephen Kosker. Hey, Chance, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining me today for the podcast. I'm kind of excited about this one because I get to grill the chief. So, um, get the spotlight on me. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber hose out. It's going to be trouble. (laughs) Okay. So, so we'll start a little, uh, a little easy. I want to get a little, a few easy questions in here. Um, so the first one I want to ask you is how long have you been a police officer? I started my law enforcement career in 1992 with the city of, uh, So just over 28 years. I was going to say, so real quick, you'll be at 30 years. So it's been pretty much what you've done your entire adult life? It's exactly what I've done with my entire adult life. I was in the academy at, at the age of 19. Actually, my grandfather had to go with me to, to purchase my first handgun so I could take to the academy. And uh, I got my first job uh, uh, shortly after I turned 21. Okay. How was the academy experience for you? Is it different than it is now? I'm guessing it's different than it is now. Uh, the academy experience is relatively ex- the same, except it's it's longer by probably about 300 hours. Um, there's a lot more uh, human interaction type of training that, that's involved in the academy. Um, I, I've, I've had the pleasure of being an academy instructor for 16 years, so so I got to see the evolution of, of how the academy's changed in, in moral law enforcement. So you so so when you come to us as our chief of police, then you're also bringing with you not just your experience as a law enforcement officer, but also your experience as a law enforcement instructor. So, yeah, I, I've went ahead and, and taught at uh, Osceola's uh, Police Academy um, for 16 years, and 14 years of that, I was also a defensive tactics instructor. Okay, so don't mess with you. All right, got it. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm glad um, I'm glad that you're here. I think you've been doing a great job uh, since you've come on as the police chief. I have especially um, enjoyed how much you're interacting with the community. Um, like we did the our first uh, flashlight walk that we did, and I'm excited to do that one um, again. Um, we'll be doing that in the in the winter, right? Yeah, we'll be doing that the last Saturday of February, uh, pandemic willing. Okay, and, and we'll, we'll kind of keep it uh, basically the same. Um, uh, same function. It, it really turned out well. We we probably had uh, um, like 300 people that showed up, and, yeah. and it was a great turnout. And, and uh, now that people know what to expect, I think that the turnout will be even higher. I think so. And it was really cool. I mean, we got some cool uh, vote videos. It was real cool if... It, I don't think I ever put any of this out on the internet, but it was the drone video footage that we had of it was... Excuse me. was really awesome to see all the 
people and you know with the flashlights and walking and all that it was it was really cool um no offense to the band that we had last time they were great is there any way we can get somebody that's a little bit more uh uh, rock if you you can volunteer (laughs) somebody um, uh, we have to get wayne still on there we'll have to get his band up you you know beggars can't be choosy and and and, uh we got what we paid for but uh, actually uh um that was one of those things that that uh uh, we kind of were able to put together and, and didn't know how it was going to turn out and, and had a lot of uh, positive comments about that. And that, that's one of our local doctors in town that came out and, and, and volunteered to do that. So it was really exciting to have them uh, come out and, and, and do that. And uh, it, it definitely gave it a, a different flair. Yeah. Um, it, you know, so, so it wasn't a, uh, wasn't a whole lot of it, it, it appealed to it to a lot of different range of people it wasn't like somebody was playing, you know, rock music or country music. It, it, it just, it had a, it had a festival feel without without being in one genre. Yeah, and I mean, I'm teasing, but they were yeah, they no. were great. They were they, really good. Um, and like, well, like I said, the whole event was great. And then we've had. Uh, speaking of events, you guys do a few of them. You do you do weekly. Um, I know that started back up recently with the the game night for the is it special the, needs? Adults yeah, people that, with special needs. Their game night uh, is is actually once a month um, where where they meet, and uh, that had been turned off for a long time because of the fact that you know COVID, and we don't want to expose anybody. Um, but now we're, we're taking you know the precautions that are recommended, and, and we were able to start that back up again. Okay, so yeah, I've seen some stuff that you guys have done on your social media which is another thing that has been awesome since you've come on you guys really embraced that and and um been transparent i i'm guessing that it's it's probably been helpful with solving some cases too most likely being available and people being available to reach out to you and yeah, so social media is something that, that's very important to, to modern law enforcement, and, and uh, it, it has a lot of different facets that, that we use it for. Uh, one, we like to show our human side. Um, a lot of times people think of us very rigid and, and officious, and so, so we definitely throw in some things that, that are a little fun and, and, and show the uh, personality of our department. Um, but then we also use it for very serious things, it's like uh, Wanted Wednesday. Uh, we do that uh, on a weekly basis where, where we put somebody out who's, uh, who, who's wanted and we don't know, know exactly where they're at and uh um a lot of people share that and uh um we've gotten a lot of tips off of it and we've also had fun with it too where where the uh the bad guy has uh seen themselves on there and and they've made comments as well (laughs) about it so so you you have a little fun with it um you know while we're while we're actually doing some good and and doing um, some positive police work yeah i i enjoy most of them um obviously i could probably win just about every uh where's wanda that there is because I've been here my whole life, but I let someone else go for that one usually most weeks. Uh, so, so when we talk about your social media, I have to ask you about the um, the hashtag 9 p.m. routine and why that's something that you decided to start doing and why you feel like it's important. Yeah, well, um, crime, crime, especially modern crime, it has a lot to do with opportunity. And so uh, we, we can patrol neighborhoods, you know, um, to the best of our ability, but it doesn't reduce the opportunity if the if the people don't lock their cars and remove their, their valuables. And, and so, you know, even if you had a police officer and they, they go into to your neighborhood, you know, once an hour, they're driving through your neighborhoods. They're, they're only going to be in front of your, your house for, for a matter of seconds. Um, and so just think about it with it being Halloween time. Think, think about it, how many kids can go to uh, through, through a neighborhood to collect candy at Halloween and how fast they can do that. 
Now think of a bad guy that just has to go from driveway to driveway just to rattle the door to see see if it's unlocked. Right. And then if you, if you've left valuables inside, then then you're 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 going to be victimized. And and so what we do is is at 9 p.m. we we put out a meme to to try to go ahead and encourage people to 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 remind them, hey, it's it's time to hit the clicker on your fob and make sure your doors are locked. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a lesson that's harder for some of us to learn here. Uh, for, I, you know, this isn't commentary on the state of the world. I guess it is in a way, but we've for a long time, we were one of those communities where people, you know, my grandfather just le- left his keys in his truck out, mm-hmm. <laughs> out, out in the front yard, you know, like, I mean, it, not behind the fence or anything, just like out in our driveway. And, you know, that because that was just the way it was uh, then. And I get, you know, it's just, it isn't that way now. I mean, I've always, since I've got my own vehicle, I always make sure I locked mine, but that's because I, I left here after high school. And I went to a big city and in that big city, I was like, I was, you know, I'm lived in a big apartment complex with thousands of people. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to lock my doors. And that's just something I brought back with me when I came back here. But I mean, now you got a key fob, you know, just hit it, hit it at nine o'clock. Yeah, and, and, and if you follow on our Facebook page, it, we, we try to, to do a good job of keeping it lighthearted, but also giving somebody, a, you know, a, a very uh, a serious reminder that, that, you know, locking the door is important. Also, one of the things that, that's extremely important for, for our police officers is, is that if you have firearms or, or anything of that nature in your car to, to remove them, um, you know, because it, it started off as just uh, somebody rambling through your stuff. And then when, when they go to the next car after they got your firearm, now we're talking about, you know, an armed burglary. And it starts to, to really crank up um, um, the danger for, for not only the community, but for the police officer. Right. So so simple steps. Just lock your doors. Um, so I, I have to. So to, to make a, a heavy subject a little lighter, let's shift. Um, you you were you've been in law enforcement. Now you said your entire adult life and an instructor. So I, I have to ask, and it seems a little cheesy, but I, I want to know why you decided to become a police officer in the first place. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, with a um, subconscious thought. Um, I know that when I was in eighth grade, I was the captain of the uh, safety patrol and, and really didn't think about that until later into my career. I, I didn't know that uh, as a teenager, I was always a little bit taller um, than, than other people and looked a little bit older. And, and I really uh, uh, stood up for, for those that were being bullied. And so I think it was a culmination of uh, finding those things important, safety and then sticking up for somebody when uh, they're being pushed around and, and I think that's what drew me to the, the career of law enforcement yeah I think I think that 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 idea that your law enforcement officer is a protector and and is you know you're you're looking out for someone can get lost right now in the current state of the way things are when we talk about law enforcement currently and I think that that's I'm glad that that that's where you came from and that's how you decided to do it because to me, that's important to remember sometimes is that our we have this tendency I don't, I'm going to speak for myself I don't want to speak for everyone but sometimes as an individual I have the tendency to think of the police as oh no I'm getting pulled over you know like 
it's a negative experience. Well, it's an expression that people use sometimes. You know, you you know, you never want to see a cop unless you need a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we, we say that all the time in, in a police department when we're, we're talking to, to people, especially people that are, are thinking about becoming law enforcement officers, is we, we remind them nobody ever calls us when their kid gets an A on the report card. <laughs> um, but, but that's actually changed a little bit. We, we get a lot of requests from people saying, you know, my kid's having a fourth or fifth birthday party. They love Paw Patrol or something to that nature. You know, if you have time, can you guys swing by? And, and so, so we try to make that part of our, our routine if we if we can. Um, obviously, uh, um, there are other things that would take precedence to that, but but we definitely uh, uh, do that. And you know, one of the things that I do with. Uh, um, our new hires this is that we have a family orientation um, and, and at that family orientation um, we tell them all about law enforcement but but something that that I do and, and don't usually tell the the new police officer I'm going to do it is, is I make them stand up and tell their family why they became a police officer okay and, and you hear a lot of great things about about um, you know you get some guys that and ladies that were in the military service and you just want to continue the service some people are second third generation law enforcement officers but you almost get, always get in that in that little speech that is is that they, they just really want to help people. And, and so I, I think it's my job as a, as a police chief is to help them define that more. What, what exactly do you mean by help people? Because you could be a, a Boy Scout leader and help people. You can be a teacher and help people. But but, but we try to define what exactly your niche is, you know, so, so if they, they have something where, where – um, you know, they're just really drawn to dogs or if they, they, they had a friend that, that was in a, a traffic accident and it affected their life, you know, and they're, they're really drawn more towards to traffic, you know, or, or they're really like putting the pieces of the puzzle together and want to be a detective. So what we're trying to do now with the Crestview Police Department is really fine tune that. I really want to help people into how specifically do you want to do that? And I think that what that does is it, it one gives the citizens a better product, but two, it, it increases our job satisfaction. Yeah. I mean, and that that's going to help you develop officers and help them establish themselves and build a career because that's what we want. Ultimately is we want officers to, to build careers with us here in Crestview because it's, I think it's important for our, police department and i hope you agree with me on this that they feel like they're part of the community and that they are part of the community because i know if i'm in a scenario where whether i've done something wrong or i need help seeing a familiar face in that moment that's trying to help me or either way you know like i feel like that probably goes a long way in de-escalating tension in a scenario yeah, it has a lot to do. A sense of community is something that's really important, especially for police officers. When I was 24 years old, which seems like a million years ago, um, I bought my first house, and it, it was a, a block away from uh, one of the uh, local parks. And, uh, you know, when I wasn't working, I, I would walk over to the park and, and, and play basketball. And it was usually, uh, you know, teenagers. And, you know, I was 24. They, they, they were in their late teens, and we, we would play basketball. And, and I just looked at it as a game of pickup basketball. But, uh, you know, about a year before I, re- I retired, uh, um, on two separate occasions, I had people come up to me and go, aren't you aren't you Officer McCosker? Uh, which always worried me when they when I had said Officer McCosker. And then at the time, I was Deputy Chief. I was like, oh, this is an a- interaction from a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, and and uh, uh, both both of those interactions, they, they both uh, expressed how they played basketball w- with me when they were teenagers, and how cool they thought that was. And and, and you know, it re- it really had an impact on them that that here we are talking almost twenty five years later. They're, they're they're coming in and approaching me at a restaurant or or at a local gym and, and to uh, tell me about that interaction. Yeah, I I think that that that's important because that plays into that what we were talking about that attitude. You know, like we having a having to understand that a 
that there are motivations behind a police officer um, in what they, when they choose to be one. And that while some people go, it's just a job, that's true. But it's, I imagine for most of you, it's more than that, you know? I, I really wouldn't hire anybody that, that gave me the feeling that this was just a job. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that we say, you know, while we're recruiting and what I tell people to look for while we're recruiting is, is that I can make just about anybody a police officer, but I can't make everybody a good person. Mm. And so, so we really are, are searching for that solid base, um, you know, and that sense of community. Um, and that's why we do things like offer internship programs and why we, we have the cadet program. This is because before we hire somebody, if at all possible, we, we, we want them to have an understanding of our philosophy and uh, um, and really want them to be honed down on, you know, they're the hometown cops. So there's somebody that's important and somebody that's special to Crestview. Yeah. And I'm glad <laughs> I don't you know, I I know we talk about how how forward and how moving we are on the podcast to talk about that constantly with my guests and things like that. But at the same time. I still feel, you know, this is my hometown and I still want that experience when I have one. And I'm not saying I want someone to say, oh, well, you're so-and-so's kid or, uh, you know, I know you, we work together. Go ahead about your business. Don't worry about it. But um, just just reducing tension and making an experience, you know, less less tense, less anxiety inducing, I think is always going to be helpful for anyone in any scenario, but especially in law enforcement. Um, so I, I want to, you were talking about some recruitment. So let me ask, let me ask you about that. You were talking about a program that we have, um, here at the city and that you guys do with cadets. Can you tell me about that, how that works a little bit? Sure. Uh, we have some money that we set aside in, in the budget um, for putting people through the academy and, and what we're doing in order to reduce the number of applicants and, and, and to, to really hone in on what we're specifically looking for. Um, we, we offer that to uh, like four different categories. So, so you, you have your people with your uh, bachelor's degree or you have um, another category would be your, your veterans and people in the military. And then you, you have people that are bilingual. Um, and then we have people that, that would fit the area of underrepresentation for our department. Um, so this way we, we can go ahead and, and, um, and, and get the best candidates possible to put them through the academy. Um, and, and really what that does is by putting somebody through the academy, it, it broadens the um, basically the fishing net we can throw out to, to draw in applicants. And, and so we can get the, the best and brightest to go ahead and serve the citizens of Crestview. Cool. So, so if I wanted to be a police officer, and but I wasn't sure how to start or where to start, I, I you guys would help me through the whole process, basically. Yeah, we have, we have somebody right now that's going to go through the uh, January Academy, and 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 we, we're helping them with registering for the uh, with the college to make sure that they can get in. Um, telling them when and where to take the the uh, CJ Bat, which is the entrance exam you have to take to get in there, and and. Uh, and getting them um, pointed in the right direction so that they can get into that January Academy. Okay, excellent. Um, so I, I have to ask you, uh, I have to ask you, since you're you're a member of our community now, you've been here, f- you've been the chief now for, has it has it been a year? Yep, I'm through my rookie year. I started September uh, 3rd of 2019, so so I'm, I'm done with my rookie year. Yeah, so welcome to 2020. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> How's uh, that, that been? Uh, well, they, they, they call it the sophomore jinx, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the sophomore year's got to be better than your freshman on this one. But um, so since you've been here for a year, uh, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I'm going to ask you, what what's your favorite lunch spot here in town? 
You, you know, um, as far as lunch spots, I really enjoy the the variety of mom and pop places that, okay. that Crestview offers. Um, you know, I, I every once in a while I'll eat at the chains, but I, I try to stick to the the, the mom and pop, you know, uh, local community places. And yeah. so uh, I, I don't want to go ahead and single out one, but I, I, I visit try to visit visit them regularly. No. Um, and and uh, uh, not that there's anything wrong with the chains, but but there's something about that hometown flavor um, that, that I really enjoy. I'm with you. We go, you know, we meet a group of other people from City Hall. We go out to lunch probably three or four times a week, too much probably. <laughs> but we that's where we go typically. You know, there's so many great places on Main Street. There's um, a few places around, other places around town. I'm not going to single anyone out either, but... Um, I I do sometimes when I hear people complain about us not having enough restaurants I'm like man you just I don't know. I, I always know. seem to find one so. yeah exactly <laughs> I know you know um uh so uh before we head out because we're getting close to wrapping it up the last thing I wanted to get from you is just just give me one good police versus firefighter joke just give me one good one and and keep it PC for me. Um. I think I think the easiest go to is is uh, why did God create police officers, so firefighters can have heroes too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll be sure to tell that one to the fire chief next time I see him. <laughs> okay, he might not be able to keep it PC after he does it though. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks for joining me today, um, uh, I appreciate Chief Mcosker. I, I appreciate uh, what you're doing for the community. I really like the direction that the police department's going in. I think it's in line with the way the, the way the rest of the city's moving forward and um, it's it's nice and I, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for joining me and uh, thank you listeners and that'll do it for this one. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. If you would like to listen to future episodes, you can find them at civicview.podbean.com. That's C-I-V-I-C-V-I-E-W.P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. You can also download their app for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for your smartphone or tablet. Civic View is a public affairs program that can be heard Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. on WJSB-AM and WAAZ-FM. Our music was produced and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City of Crestview, and you can also listen to the program on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>